0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Think about if you got signed to AEW or WWE. You're going to be featured on international TV and your life will change overnight. This is why if all of a sudden you vanish into the abyss, things have become very, very strange. So let's go, detective, and try and find these folk, because I am signed for What culture? Please hit that subscribe button. And this is nine wrestlers who vanished off the face of the earth. Number 9, Sylvester LaFort. Old Sly here once managed Rusev. He also feuded with him and was front and center when the Bulgarian brute joined forces with Lana and was even on NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way. During that show, he even lost the hair versus hair match versus Enze Amore, so that's right. He did quite a lot within WWE's third brand and then poof, he was just gone he did have a story too where he went nuts one day but there for some reason he just wasn't used anymore he had a quick cup of coffee as billy Kay's manager in 2015 but a year later he had been released as was the way Fort jumped over to tna for a while as basil Baraka, but not much happened there and ever since we haven't heard much sylvester is still skipping away on the indie scene and had a decent match with ultimo dragon and tajiri in july 2022 but given how much he was featured in 2014 this was quite the crazy turnaround. Number 8, Hayd Vanson. The story has been told a few times, but it never gets old, because it's crazy. But during a time when The Undertaker needed a big win against someone who seemed to be a threat, WWE plucked Hayd Vanson from developmental and said, Right, son, here you go. Everyone agreed that Haid had the character chops to come across like he could at least intimidate the dead man for a one-off TV match, or at least that's according to former writer Freddie Prince Jr. Vanson himself is adamant that a whole group was going to be put forward to vanquish the phenom. Even Either way, it doesn't matter because despite having videos of Hade calling him out, Vince McMahon then caught wind of this and he shut the whole thing down. I guess he was so mad about it, Vanson also got released, and ever since he's been doing a bit of acting and still lives in LA. In his own words, he'd been wrestling for 10 years and this felt like the end. So it was. number 7. Flip Gordon Flip Gordon had found his way in 2018. His character had connected with the fans and his forever feud with Cody Rhodes was a highlight on many Being the Elite episodes. He acted like a fool and people loved it. It's not like wrestling chewed him up and spat him out either as he is still performing, but it felt like he would be part of the team about to be launched into the stratosphere and then he just wasn't. A reason for this does seem to be tied to Flip being quite vocal about some very controversial conspiracy theories that turn fans off, but as ever, everyone is allowed their opinion, and we're also allowed to think somebody's opinion is madness. If you're super into the scene, you're probably aware, but for those riding that all-in wave, he really did just stop being part of it, and that was that. The friendship was done. Number six, Austin Aries. A similar tale, although one that featured on a larger scale. There is no denying that Austin Aries is a great wrestler. And back in 2012, could even have been in the conversation of being one of the best in the world. He was a flawless mechanic who could also sell the struggle. and Most agreed he was underrated. This is why a decade on, it's a bit strange he's not doing much of anything. Although once again, it ties into some pretty full-on theories about the world. Aries also went full no-sell at Impact's Bound for Glory in 2001. and while we all thought that was a story at the time in hindsight it seems like austin didn't like the fact he was losing to johnny impact so threw a tantrum and stormed off aries was also labeled as difficult to work with which probably ties into the above and he does seem to enjoy pushing buttons the wrestling observers brian alvarez once told a story where he saw austin wrestle found him after to say that was a great match to which aries replied Do you mean you think it was a great match because otherwise you're saying that you have the defining decision on the matter? I mean, come on, dude, just lighten up. Number five is Blitzkrieg. You may not remember him now, but trust me. Back in 1999, WCW, Blitzkrieg grabbed the Cruiserweight division by the throat. The way he was going to do this was by being amazing and a little bit reckless. And he was so ahead of his time, it was stupid. The springboards, the 180-degree body switches, the dives. It was like he had seen 2022 and decided he would much prefer it if his matches were appreciated then. Blitz still needed to get some experience, but it was all there for him. When WCW closed down and he decided, you know what, I'd rather be a computer technician and then a nurse, so that's what he did. So you can't get mad at that because it is a worthwhile switch, but it may have been different today. This dude would have flown, figuratively, and literally. Number four, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Who knew that saying your last name twice would hit such a chord with fans? That's what Ken Kennedy, Kennedy did in the mid-2000s, and for whatever reason, people loved it and decided, yep. That's our guy. Mostly, he was alright with a microphone in his hand that could make an average feud feel like a big one, and it got to the point where WWE decided to make him the champion. He then got injured, lost his momentum, and irked Randy Orton, so got fired. It really was absolutely crazy. TNA quickly hired him because the potential was still there, but much like a lot of these moves, it just never had the same magic. It felt like a retread, as that's how total non-stop action booked, and once that had run out of steam, Kennedy Kennedy was basically done... How on earth? Ken runs his own school today and seems happy, which is all that matters, but wrestling really did give him a kick up the ass. It can be a treacherous environment. Number three, Ryback. Ah, boy. Everybody brace yourselves. Now, I think we all liked Ryback back in the day. I know I did. He was a WWE guy through and through, and that's fine. Having potentially a 15-plus year career at the biggest wrestling company in the world is pretty good. We all want to be the champion, but sometimes just making it deserves a pat on the back, too. He was over for a good while there as well as Feed Me More chanted through the arenas to the point he remained undefeated for ages. Let's light a fire under this guy and see what we can do. Sadly, we accelerated this when John Cena got injured and CM Punk needed an opponent. As soon as Ryback had been screwed over by Brad Maddox, yep, the whole plan seemed to be scrapped. He eventually wound up in Rybacksel, the worst tag team name in history. And when he fell out with WWE over a new contract, that was it, literally. He never went to any other promotion and since 2016 has mostly been getting angry on Twitter. I can prove this too because somebody once replied to a tweet I wrote saying it was about Ryback. So he blocked me. This would have been fine, but it had nothing to do with the big guy. Kind of sums it up. Number two, Tessa Blanchard. If we go back to All-In 2018, Tessa Blanchard was a standout. She got a big pop, marshaled her four-way match and looked like a star. The idea she was the best female wrestler outside of the WWE's four horsewomen seemed apt. Her talent and master fan base who demanded she got a big move, which likely would have happened before Tessa made herself basically unemployable. Not only is she reportedly hard to work with, Blanchard has numerous allegations held against her that she uses unacceptable language and has racially abused co-workers. I don't care if you're the new Ric Flair, you do not do that. Many a wrestler have also labelled her as a problem... It doesn't feel like this is going to change anytime soon. And the worst part is, I'm not sure Tessa herself even agrees. Number one, Mason Ryan. Can you imagine Vince McMahon's face when he saw Mason Ryan? He likely died. It was as if all his dreams had come true. He genuinely does look like a superhero. And was it really a problem he wasn't the greatest wrestler ever? I don't think so. Plenty of people have made it without that component as silly as it sounds. After he was selected as a UK gladiator back in 2008, he naturally found his way into sports entertainment payment and from there he just zoomed to the top because of course he did ryan was debuted as part of cm punk's nexus so that was a big deal and from there everything just stalled it felt like the company wasn't really getting behind him like they could and that combined with his limited in ring skills meant we were at an impasse you need the mega push to overcome any shortcomings i'm still amazed he was let go but he was and while he did dabble on the indies for a while he soon headed to cirque du soleil where he has been smashing it ever since so good for that dude he made it. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Leah Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President, and this is Crunchyroll presents The Anime Effect.